0: Block Talk Radio
1: Absolute Power corrupts absolutely. It's that time again. I am JT, aka the Master. And what time is it? It's 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you're listening to this right now, you're listening to the Master Plan. Like I said, I am JT, aka the Master. And uh, we'll be with you for the next uh, few minutes. And talking about this week in sports, the number to call in is 347-637-3220. I say that again, it's 347-637-3220. It's a place to be if you want to talk to JT, the master, and you know, that would be me. Like I said, we're going to be talking uh, this week in sports in general. um, It's going to be an abbreviated show. And uh, we'll take it from there. You know, I've always wondered what goes through a football player's mind after mini camp or mini, uh, mandatory mini camp or whatever, and they have about six weeks before they have to really get into the grind of training camp first of all and then from training camp uh which includes preseason football four games two of them which really matter for for the most for the most guys and it all depends on what your um how you are on the um um, how you are on the um, whether you're a starter, whether you are um, backup guy, where you're on the practice squad or whatever, what your pecking order? That's what I want to say. What's your pecking order in in, in, the, in the team? And quite naturally, what's your possible change in that pecking order on the team? And it all depends, I think, on whether you're a strong contender, preseason strong contender, or a team struggling to get to 500, or a team that's not struggling to get to 500, and you're just rebuilding. And I know that's a bad word to say to an NFL player, especially an NFL organization, That you're rebuilding That means basically you have no hope of getting to the playoffs At the present time But quite naturally all teams are um, um, Striving for that And um, There are some teams that are going to be um, Perennial Teams that are always in the playoffs The Patriots Uh, For the most part uh, uh, The um, Steelers uh, I'm trying to think Some other teams that Well it it varies from year to year With the uh, AFC Any teams in the AFC South But but most people think that the um, That the uh, um, Carolina Panthers The Falcons Or the Saints And even the Tampa Bay They all have a the shot of getting into the playoffs. But what goes through a player's mind, gearing up, having to gear up and get his mind right along with his body, to um, start the grind of training camp, like I said, it going into pre, uh, pre-season, preseason games and then the long grind 17 weeks, even a bye week, no days off. Um, and going through that and then keep trying to keep your body right, your mind right throughout that process. Um, before I go any further, let me bring my esteemed colleague. I treat him right on this show. Let me bring my esteemed colleague in into into the fray as the Game of Thrones type of uh phrase uh which is going to uh come on for season seven and this is a free plug from me for Game of Thrones because I've been talking about this uh for since the beginning of Game of Thrones, and I've converted a lot of people or brought a lot of people on board for the Game of Thrones, including my fellow. Um, uh, ho- co-host here right now And uh, The guy I go back and forth with Banter quite a bit but it's all good um, Brother from another mother What's up Victor
2: I mean you know I'm glad You said that On this show you give me Respect Because on the other show I don't get no respect But I tell you what uh, You know Winter has come I am Jon Snow, Tyrion, and I can. My wife can be Daenerys, and I will have my queen or mother of dragons. And you, uh, you can be Littlefinger. You know, you're always no, into I,
1: something. No, no, no. I want to be, um, uh, the the hand of a Daenerys Targaryen. That's what I want. No, be.
2: I'm Tyrion. I'm Tyrion. You can't. I'm Tyrion. I'm all of them rolled into one. You can't
1: be Oh Tyrion. no. You, you you have you don't have the IQ for that. Don't worry about that.
2: <laughs> what do you mean, I'm sorry. I you know what? Yes, I do. that was an insult. See, ladies and gentlemen. See, ladies and gentlemen. He
0: lied.
2: He insulted me. Already. He doesn't show me respect. I show Although you respect. he has, you do have the height for Tyrion. You do have the height for Tyrion.
1: So, <laughs> so I can relate. That. So I can relate. Yes. Okay. You can relate, so can so, hey, I'm I'm proud. I'm proud of my height, man. I, I have no problem being five seven. I have no problem. You ain't problem. 5'7". You Yes, like I am. 5'5", on a good no, no. day. No, 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 no. I'm looking down at at the um uh um Kevin Hart. I'm looking down sure. at um. I'm looking down at the who's, who's famous twenty four karat magic. Yeah. Uh, Who's it? Oh, uh, Bruno, Bruno Mars. Mars. I'm looking I'm looking down at Bruno Mars. I'm I'm oh, pro- probably I'm probably looking down at Tom Cruise because I think Tom Cruise is around there too. So um Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, I'm five seven. Y'all are eye to it, eye.
2: Y'all you and Kevin Hart are eye to eye.
1: Kept, no, not even. Okay. I'm five seven. All, all around the world. 5'7".
2: Okay.
1: So you can, see, anyway. you, can see, you can think any way you want it, but that's what I am. Now, getting back to what I wanted to originally talk about, what goes through an NFL player's mind? Um, what kind of mindset does he, does he have in between the time he starts, uh, uh, um, stops mandatory minicamp, which was uh, um, not too long ago, last month, and having to um having about like I said about 5 or 6 weeks in between when they start training camp. you ever um, think about that? You know yeah, well, and and and, and, it, and it never fails. It never ever fails. It's absolutely a guarantee. You can take it to base, put it down on um um put it down that it's going to happen and it always happens. Meaning that there's going to be at least a handful of players don't have their mind right and for whatever reason get into some type of legal trouble between the end of mini camp and the beginning of training camp. Talk to me. What, what goes through the mind of a player? Does it make a difference what pecking order he is on the team? Or it doesn't make a difference. Um, what goes through their mind between the time they... They really have to get busy, especially in training camp, to solidify their job or to uh, get, a, uh, get a job or keep a job. Talk to me.
2: Well, I, I got a joke, and then I'll be serious. I mean, you need to talk to the Dallas Cowboys because all offseason, you know, they get in trouble. Um, but in all seriousness, I mean, you've played football even back when they had leather helmets. Um, but in the, with the advent of spring ball, when I was in high school and, um, playing football, we did passing, uh, camps or well, we did, a, I I guess spring ball, no pad and stuff like that. Right. So you can mm-hmm. equate that to a mini camp. Mm-hmm. Um, and for about, about three, four weeks, you know, you go to that camp. Uh, playing other teams, doing seven-on-seven. So there's really no linemen involved. It's just, you know, the skill positions. And that's pretty much what, like, you know, uh, these OTAs and stuff are like. And you get a feel for what it is you got to do. So my first year doing that, you know, I was hyped up. You know, I was uh, ready to go, eager to learn, trying to figure out how I'm going to do my schoolwork and still be a contributor to the team. So, um, you know, I, I followed every rule. Well, when I was a senior, cause I only played two years of high school ball, um, started late. But when I was a senior, uh, I was like, okay, well, I'm going to start cause I'm a senior. It, it doesn't matter. You know, um, nobody's coming here taking my job. Uh, I worked in the summer, uh, when we did summer camp and, uh, Practice with the team and whatnot. So I told my coach, you know, a hey, coach, uh, I'm wor- I've been working on something. Take a trip to the Bahamas for a week. Now this was a uh, it was a, a Bible uh, function, whereas uh, I was part of a a, a um, I guess it was a Bible school or it wasn't Bible school, but anyway, um, we all had a t- retreat. We went to the Bahamas to relax for a week. Now, this was the first week of August. Um, and I'm like, he was like, okay, fine, if that's what you want to do. I didn't think nothing of it, nothing of it, because I had already worked hard previous year, and this uh, in that year uh, in the summer, you know, did all the running, the lifting, got bigger, you know, worked and everything. And I was like number one depth chart. I come back, I'm all the way at the end of the depth chart because some freshmen came in and really impressed. And, uh, you know, I was kind of upset when I got back. and I was like, what's going on? So I'm working, working, working. And at that time, I was really, I was mature but immature. So my Mm -hmm. mind was like, I'm a senior. Why is this kid in front of me? You know, this is my opportunity to be seen you know, get a college scholarship. Da 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 da. Well,
1: before you any, before you go any further, is, is your is your stomach growling?
2: Am I hungry? Listen. Yeah. I I get I get where you're going, and 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 that's where I'm going with this. That's where I'm going yeah. with this. Yep. Um, and you know, so I got upset. You know, and I was mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. why why should I continue to bust my butt? when this dude is getting all the play time, but it wasn't his fault. He was there. Mm-hmm. He did that extra week that I wasn't, and he mm-hmm. came in, and he was catching everything. You mm-hmm. know, I wasn't the consistent catcher. I'll be honest with you. I wasn't a consistent catcher. During warm-ups, you know, I'd be dropping stuff, but, like, when we're scrimmaging or whatever, if the ball was on my way, I'd find a way to catch it. You know, I was just inconsistent. And uh, anyway, long story short, So my senior year, I'm fighting and fighting and fighting to get back in the starting lineup. And uh, so I'm angry. I'm playing very angry. I'm not even, you know, getting a lot of time at wide receiver. I'm playing more on special teams and making hits and stuff on special teams. So my anger was was rolling into the fact that, oh, I like hitting people. So I wanted to become a D-back at that time. Mm-hmm. Coach, the head coach, you know, he was like, well, you you want to play receiver or D-back? Make up your mind, da-da-da-da-da, because um, there wasn't too many people subbing in and out from the starting cornerbacks, you know. Um, our linebackers were athletic enough where they could cover a tight end or a semi-slow receiver. Um, so they stayed in their base defense and then just flexed out when they had to. Anyway, I wanted to play safety. So, I've, I'll never forget. Had a great game against this uh, Catholic school, and was hitting everything from special teams, and got in and, and was blocking really well. The ball didn't go my way uh, on offense, but I was blocking, and I was uh, helping the run game. So, I sprain or I, I, I uh, something happens with my rotator cuff in my right shoulder after a hit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I can't really fill it or whatever. <laughs> so um, that week, we're looking at tape and whatnot, and they're like, oh, who's that making those hits? And they're like, oh, that was a rabbit. They used to call me rabbit because I jumped a lot. And, you know, what happened was coaches were like, okay, we're going to start you at receiver and let you play a little D-back this week.
1: Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, I, wait, a minute, wait, a minute. wait a minute, before I go any further, I, I – I, <laughs> You're laughing. What's so funny? <laughs> you, ever What's so funny? M&M? you ever seen the Eminem? You ever seen the Eminem film Eight Mile?
2: Yes. Don't even call me that. Come on.
0: <laughs> Rather. Yes.
2: Because I jumped
0: a lot. Because oh, I jumped oh, you, a lot. So oh, I didn't wow.
2: need to jump. Oh, you. I didn't need you, to you, jump, but sometimes technical. it was just in It was just in me to do it. I, I don't know why.
1: You but know anyway, what? You know what? You shouldn't have told me, me that. <laughs> Boy, ahead, let
2: me finish. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> See, ladies and gentlemen, he's not a man of his word. He's not. So anyway, the bottom line was that I was ready to do it. I went to the uh, to the physical trainer or the uh, trainer to check out my mm-hmm. shoulder, and she said, oh, you can't play this week. Your, your shoulder's jacked up. You need electrical stimulation. You need da-da-da-da-da. So... I had to go back and tell the coaches, I can't play this week. They were like, are you kidding me? Because they had made a game plan specifically to get me the ball. And I was like, well, she said I couldn't because it's jacked up and I need to go through therapy. I got to go through da-da-da-da-da. Well, another buddy of mine stepped up. We called him Stupid Foot because he would always fall over himself. Well, not that game that game, which was supposed to be for me, he catches uh, uh, like uh, out and takes it 60 yards for a touchdown.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And he, he does all this stuff. Now, I'm rehabbing. I'm going to my Bible study and all the other stuff. So I'm at practice, but I'm not at the game or whatever. So he mm-hmm. surpasses me. So when I come back, you know, two weeks later, you know, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm back at the freaking bottom.
1: Yep, what? yep, you're not hungry.
2: What? No, 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 I was, because because of the, the games leading up to that, apparently the University of Miami had been scouting us. They were scouting our left tackle. His name was House,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and House, he was big dude, could move, everything. Just He just didn't have a desire to play football anymore because – He's a big guy, and, you know, how, when you see a big guy, you automatically think, okay, offensive lineman, defensive lineman, or whatever. Well, mm-hmm. I caught their eye. I caught their eye, along with a few other people, um, running, hitting people, and with my speed,
0: mm-hmm.
2: without telling us, without telling us, our homecoming, um, or one of it was, it was a game before after our homecoming. Coaches mm-hmm. didn't tell us. There were scouts from University of Miami sitting in the stands. Mm-hmm. We didn't know that because the week, for the week of preparation, coach put in all these special plays that were going to, you know, showcase me. No, uh, no I'm, I'm serious, dude. I'm serious. Well, No, so, no, I
1: understand. I, I, I believe you. I was already
2: on, you know, the, the punt block team because I, I was, mm-hmm. you know, extremely fast. So mm-hmm. he said, look, we're, we're going to pressure from your side. Go get the, go get the ball on the punt because mm-hmm. this, this guy, he's a slow punter. Sure. Then he put in a a, uh, a fake punt for me, mm-hmm. all designed for me and somebody else, okay? Just one other person, two people. Then he put me in uh, for this formation, okay? We were going to play the game mostly in that formation. Would you, dude, I had the worst game ever. I had the block punt lined up. It was like handing me a plated chicken. And I I don't know dropped if I got scared or what, what – yeah, I dropped the plate because I don't know if I got scared of getting hit with the ball or whatever, but I completely whiffed on the block punt. Then when we did the fake punt, um, I was open because they put their best player on me. It was the coach's son, the coach's son, who was a, a very good athlete uh, The co- on the other team, that is.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. <clears throat>
2: Obviously, they knew that something was up, so they put this guy on me to to cover me all the way down the field. I give him a move, I turn for my out to catch the ball, and the the guy behind me misses my man, because I release my man. I'm like on the line. I just go straight off. I don't even touch my man. And the personal protector misses him and causes the uh, punter to miss the pass. Mm -hmm. Then in the game you know, at receiver, um, it, it just, nothing was working for us at all. So at the halftime, the coach, one of the coaches says, we didn't tell y'all because we didn't to get y'all nervous, but you got Miami uh, coaches sitting in the stands looking at how terrible y'all are. Long story short, bringing it back to the original question, when these guys and the professionals get complacent between mini camp, OTAs to training camp, they end up like me, talking about what they did in the past because mm-hmm. they don't make the team. Or they're cut because they're too much money and they're not given the effort. So to me, the mindset the mindset of these players in between that time frame, you know, like I, I went to the Bahamas, you know, because I was working hard. These guys mm-hmm. like, I'm going to mess up. I'm going to play a little bit. Hopefully I don't get in trouble because I've been working hard and they they get this this mindset of complacency, not being hungry enough, not being mm-hmm. dedicated to the to the craft enough mm-hmm. that you know it ends up screwing you because in the professions, the more money you make, the more liability you become, unless you are winning winning, 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 winning. I hate to say it, but Tom Brady that's what he does, you know, so he's not. A liability for the Patriots, even though they're paying him oodles and oodles of money. He's the face of the Patriots. Well, so me, if he messes me, up once or
1: twice, you know. Go ahead. Well, let me let me let me, let me interject this because it, that that's a I think that when you when you when you mentioned Tom Brady, he is the exception to the rule. And by by what what I mean is this. He was a what a six round draft pick, way down on the yep. 199, if I'm not mistaken, or something like that. Um, yep. And he had the mindset from the beginning. He had a huge chip on his shoulder that I have to prove something. I'm, I'm they don't think I'm good enough because they only drafted me in the six round, and most six round quarterbacks don't pan out, and really don't stay around that that long, uh, for the most part. And ever since he got, got the opportunity, um, he said it, and you can, obviously you can, you can see it, that he's got the mindset all these years. He's going to be 40 years, year, years years old. So you're talking about, what, 16, 17 years at least that he's been in the league, and he's still got the same mindset that I'm, um, I got to prove myself each and every day. That um, uh, uh, that I'm I, I belong here. I have to prove myself. Now he's got five Super Bowl rings. He's been to seven Super Bowls. Um, he's been compared to the greatest of all time in quarterbacks. And if you look at the quarterbacks, just and, and I just, just I'm just picking quarterbacks because that's the glamour position. That's the position everybody um, um, either gives them full blame. Or, or, or full uh, honors When a team wins or loses The type of pressure And some guys crumble on it Some guys don't um, Some guys are, are A lot of guys in, in the quarterback position If you listen to, and talk to them then Their mannerisms Are pretty humble Because they have to prove themselves In the amount of pressure They can't be too arrogant enough Because even though they're that good they have to rely on their teammates to, to do the job. But my point is this. Even at 17 years, or 18 years in the league, at, at going on 40 years old, a player like Tom Brady is humble enough to know that somebody can come along if I don't do my job, to paraphrase what the New England Patriots say, do your job, um, I could be replaced in a heartbeat um so i got to go out there and prove myself each and every day and do what it, do whatever it takes to win and to to justify me being um on this team much less a starting quarterback now he could be um considered the greatest of all time he's up there i don't think he's the greatest of all time he, he but but i i, I he's a extremely very good quarterback who's humble enough and um to know that he can be replaced at any time and he's got to give his full effort, no matter what it takes to, for the team to be successful. Um, And and you, and you're right. What, what, what do these guys between the end of mini camp and the beginning of training camp, where's their mindset at? Are they hungry? Are they going to stay hungry? Are they going to do the things that it, 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 uh, that takes? So when they walk in the first day of training camp, and, and and get that get that uh, physical and and get that uh, I forget get my freaking thought um they have to get a um a, besides getting a physical what do you, what what do they do victor conditioning test yeah there's conditioning test thank you um mm-hmm. and and you are um, you. <laughs> i appreciate it the conditioning test and uh be ready to roll in training camp and, and 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 you always say I'm biased, but I'm not. I'm not going to be biased with this, um, because I was a little pissed off. I was a little upset because I want want this guy to succeed, and I thought he, I thought he had his mind right, but obviously he didn't. Now it could be attributed to to uh, um, uh, to the uh, uh, NFL Combine and having the gear for that, but the uh, running back Deontay Foreman. That the Texans drafted um, mm-hmm. Couldn't practice Couldn't participate in rookie camp Because the coach wouldn't let him Because he was out of shape Now there's no To me there's no excuse for that I, I didn't hear about any other rookie On any other team Now I could be wrong That wasn't allowed to participate Because he wasn't in shape Or overweight or whatever now that can send a red flag. Is this guy hungry enough? Is he just satisfied that he got drafted? Is he going to put in the work necessary to take him to the next level? Because just because you got just because you got some Doak Walker Award in um, college and you got drafted by the uh, uh, NFL team, you haven't arrived yet. You still have to prove yourself. Um, whenever, whenever you're uh, supposed to, whether it's in mini camp, whether it's in training camp, preseason games, or throughout the NFL season, you know, if you have continuous games and and, and you got to give it to football players because it's a, it's a collision sport. And you have to have your, your mind right and your body right in order to, um, participating whether like i said whether it's in um practice training camp or whatever and and, and si- 17 weeks into the, to the um to the season and if you want to last past the average age average time that an NFL uh spends in the NFL NFL player spends in the NFL which is like a little over 3 years you have to have a regimen 365 days a year 24/7 of being be, being right um, and not letting your body um, fall fall back into where it shouldn't be if you want to play football for on a professional level. What's your thoughts?
2: Um, again, I got a story <laughs> because uh, you're right, absolutely right. My my situation led me to play semi pro football. Mm-hmm. Um, my college, because the college I went to did not have a football team small college, mm-hmm. UDC, University of District of Columbia. Um, so I was eligible. I could play anywhere or do anything, and uh, I played semi-pro. And that's where I learned or decided, you know what, I'm not going to be, you know, complacent. It got to the point where, you know, I became the starting quarterback of the team. Quarterback? Yes, Quarterback. Because I have an arm. I mean, see, listen, short guy, don't play the game. Uh, So I have an arm, and I make good decisions with the ball. Um, And it doesn't take much to be a quarterback if you know the plays and you know where people are supposed to be. (laughs) So I didn't even go out to play quarterback. I'm going to be honest with you. I went out there to play wide receiver and D-back. So the owner of the team and coach of the team, he's the one who said you're going to play quarterback. And I said, I'm not a quarterback. My buddy Ricky. You remember Rick, right? Oh yeah. Ricky was going to play quarterback. Ricky went out to play quarterback. And we were just throwing the ball around in, in the uh in the parking lot waiting on other players and stuff like that and and I guess the coach was looking and said, "Okay, well, you, you had the footwork, you had this, that, and the third, and I'm gonna make you the quarterback." And Ricky ended up playing receiver. Now, I I didn't have an illustrious quarterback career, um, but I won the first game. I threw a touchdown. Uh, we played. Despite my quarterback play, we won.
1: Because I wasn't that efficient. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> well,
2: yeah, because I wasn't that efficient. Because the first play, I'm about to tell you what happened. The first play of a game, like I've been hit in practice, you know, mm-hmm. at, at quarterback. I've been, you know, taking to the ground. The imagine. first play, I'm going to tell you what happened. We call a pass play. We were going to do, I don't know if you know the route tree, but we were going to do a go, a out, on both sides. So it was going to be mirror routes. Okay. And and in practice, my dude that I throw the ball to for the out, pretty much open every time, whether we're playing man or we're playing zone defense, I just fit the ball in between the backer and the corner of its zone. And I throw it toward the sideline if,
0: uh, yeah, mm-hmm. if, if it was
2: man. Yeah. If it was man. So I get the ball from under center. And I should have been in shotgun because I would have saw the dude coming. The <laughs> middle linebacker. <laughs> I throw the ball, right? I, I, I take my three-step drop. I throw to the out. The outside backer jumps it, right? Mm-hmm. But the middle linebacker, they sent, a, they sent a, a middle linebacker blitz right up the gut. He went he mm-hmm. came untouched.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: his, his cage hit me slamming my sternum, and he rode it up toward my head.
1: Oh, my God.
2: So I was on the ground thriving. I couldn't breathe. Literally, I could not breathe. <laughs> and I'm up here, you know, days and all sorts of things. He gets flagged, so the interception comes back. Uh, and, uh, and he gets hit with a, a roughing the passer penalty. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm like, I had to actually come out the game for, like, a series because the coach would not let me back in. I said I was okay, but apparently I didn't look okay. I thought I was okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I
1: wasn't. I hate to be laughing, my so man. Wow. Wow. No, no, I, 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 no, no, I'm laughing because as soon as you told me basically what was going on, I, I had an idea what was going to happen, that you were going to get pancaked. <laughs> And oh, it sounds yeah. like that's exactly what you what happened. And Dude. I'm yeah. visually looking at what took place as you describe it. And I'm that's why I'm laughing because it's like wow, it's it's yeah, it's just oh. like a movie.
2: Yeah, literally, literally, just like a movie. And I can write it up just like a movie too. But mm-hmm. um, so I'm out for a series and I'm on the sideline catching my breath, getting myself stuff, stuff together. Like, can I go and go? Nope, nope. So two series go by. Then he's like, okay, fine. Uh, You good? Go back in because we weren't moving the ball. My backup Mm -hmm. quarterback wasn't being productive either.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, And he
2: was taller than me. He was like 6'3", 6'4", whatever. I don't uh, mean garbage, man.
1: I don't mean a thing. I know.
2: I know. I know. But we couldn't – we just were not executing. Mm
1: -hmm. So, anyway,
2: I get back in there on a drive, and I throw a bomb down the sideline to my receiver. The Mm -hmm. ball's in the air forever. But uh, the DB falls down and my my receiver catches it and he scores track down. We win the game. Okay. Fast forward to the uh, next game. Well, we were playing the very best team in the league at that time, or in the area. Not just the league, but there are several leagues there in the area. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: And um, oh, they blitzed me like crazy. Like crazy, but at this point, I decided you're not putting me on the center, coach. I'm putting myself in in, in shotgun. You know, I'm not I'm not getting hit like that. So, uh, game's going on and we are bad. But I'm hitting passes, short passes, nothing long because they're playing um, they're playing two deep safeties and the middle linebacker again. They, but this team ran a three four, so the inside backer blitzes the a gap. He tries to take my head off. I duck, but he grabs me around the waist and suplexes me on my neck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> God, really? And
2: Yes, and I didn't fumble, but I got jacked. Uh, then I'm like, all right, I, I didn't even look at the, the coach because I knew he was going to be like, are you okay? I didn't even look at him. I just called Tuttle, called next play. Next play, you know, I uh, – Call a, a a five nine nine nine, which is an in, and everybody else goes deep. So I throw the inside five. Same guy screams in, picks me up and slams me on my passing shoulder. Mm. So I'm like, oh, this is killing me. So the next play, I'm like, I'm not throwing to that side. I go to throw to Ricky because he's wait wide open. Wait a minute.
1: Open, and the- wait a minute. Before you go any further. You called – now, at first you got jacked up on a pass play. Then you didn't learn your lesson, so you called another pass play and got jacked up again. And now you're going to call a third pass play? Listen, we
2: were getting beat that bad that we had to throw the ball.
1: Okay. Because these
2: guys were just, like, mauling us. They were, like, twice our size, twice as hard. But I'm getting to the moral of the story in a second. So I I look – I see Ricky's side. Nobody's on him. And I throw – the worst pass ever. That's when I realized that my rotator cuff had been, you know, because mm-hmm. it, it it went woo-woo-woo. and of course being the quarterback, I blame Ricky when I shouldn't have, but I did because oh, he God. didn't even go for the ball. Well, he didn't even go for the ball. The ball was like it was a it was a knuckle ball literally, and uh, but he didn't even go for the ball, and uh, so anyway, I'm like f this. My shoulder hurts. My neck hurts. I got rolled up on my ankle. So I call a couple more run plays, and we get stopped. Then I call a pass play. I call a slant to my, the receiver I threw the touchdown to the week before. Mm-hmm. He catches the slant. Literally, I threw in between players, literally because I couldn't see him because everybody was so tall. I threw it right a strike to him in between the players. He catches it, takes it down to the one. This is the last play of the game. I'm up here limping, hopping, and the oh, last couple plays of the game. And I'm just like, let me just get on the board. I had thrown like three interceptions that game. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I get there, and I call the player. I'm like, look, just turn around, Ricky. Just turn around. Get the ball, throw it to Ricky. Ricky doesn't turn around. The ball hits him in his back. I'm like, Jesus. Then, last play of the game, uh, I call, you know, similar play. Center hikes the ball, but the ball stays on the ground because it's muddy. So I cover it up, and I get, like, everybody piles on. Everybody. (laughs) After the game, after the game, because we had just gotten a couple new offensive linemen, and they had been playing with a different team, but they weren't getting mm-hmm. much time, so they decided to come play. Mm-hmm. After the game, they're like, man, we respect you. We thought we put you out the game like four times. And I'm like, eh, well, you, yeah, you did. I just stayed <laughs> in. Turns out, turns out, those couple mm-hmm. of linemen that were brought on, they might have had an ulterior motive because the quarterback that came with them was ten times better than me. Ten times, i admit it. Mitch was ten times better than me.
1: Oh, they were, they were getting only when to get him only, in the game was to get you yes. out. Of
2: it. Yes, but I would not come out the game. until I got injured And that week, I had a torn rotator cuff, without detachment, I had a concussion, I had a twisted ankle, and some other stuff. So I was out like 3 weeks, 3 4 weeks, whatever. Let me
1: was. ask you let me ask you a question cuz you told me it, in one of those, I think it's the first one that you got planted uh, on your neck or whatever—is that what, what brought the, the, That's the not, issues? That
2: you know what—that could have been it, but I don't think so because I was twenty,
1: twenty-two. Something okay. Like that. What, what's that got to do that with that? Yeah, what's that got to do with it?
2: Well, well, I believe what happened was when we were in when I was in basic.
0: Okay. We had pugils.
2: We had pugil sticks. Okay. And. I got whacked upside the head really hard, and I fell, and dude kept whacking me on the head. I believe that's when it happened. Okay. Okay. Because up to that point, you know, I had x-rays done on everything after that. Mhm. Mm-hmm. So that's why I say no. But anyway, okay. bottom line is, bottom line is, I came back knowing that in high school, I missed an opportunity. Yep. I missed an opportunity. Yep. And I was not mm-hmm. going to let this opportunity I have now slip mm-hmm. away because I didn't keep going. Now, granted, mm-hmm. maybe I shouldn't have been the quarterback, but I was daggone good at it in practice and in the game I was okay. but And the coach saw something in me and wanted me to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the bottom line of, of these yeah. players. These players in the NFL and in any athletic you know, sport – a player, or owner, a GM, a scout sees something in them, and when they don't, you know, as you said, Tom Brady does, prove themselves every day, then it becomes a problem. They become complacent. They they mm-hmm. lose that edge. They go out mm-hmm. and get in trouble. They don't separate themselves from the people that they came up with because some of those people, not all of them, but some of those people are there because they know you're going to be something someday, and they're going to be there to be a part of it so they can have some of the money, go to some of the parties, and get involved in some things. But their temperament and their behavior is nowhere near where it needs to be to represent you because you're their, um, you're their, their, their money maker. You're their, their cash cow, so to speak. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As long as you prove, hey, I got your best interest at heart, let me take care of this, let me take care of that. Some of these players will let you stick around. And then when the chips fall, I got a perfect example of this. The linebacker from Baltimore, Mr. Orr, he was on Good Morning uh, Football on NFL Network. Mm -hmm. And he said said, while he was there for that year or whatever, he had a bunch of friends, people were always there for him, da-da-da-da-da. But when he announced his retirement because of the injury, a couple months later, a lot of those people disappeared. Only mm-hmm. a handful stayed. And now that he's re- he's announced that he's uh, he didn't even officially retire. But no, the- he, he never he
1: never he never put his retirement payments uh, retirement yep. papers in. You're right. I saw that interview. And, go ahead, I'm I'm listening. And,
2: yeah, and the Ravens didn't tag him, so right. he's an unrestricted free agent. He can go wherever if a team is yep. willing to take on take on the 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 issue of possibly having a, a neck injury or whatever, mm-hmm. they're getting a, a hell of a player. But what he learned through that process, not everybody around me was good for me or had the yep. best interest at heart. They were there yep. for the money. Yep. So he refocused himself. He did all that stuff. And that's just what I'm getting to when we talk about <laughs> these players and, you know, being professional. You can go out and do as many things as you want in the world and be as talented as you want But if you don't have that desire To keep going forward And keep pushing You're not going to make it And here's the deal With my situation When I came back from my injury Mitch was already in at quarterback mm-hmm. Mitch okay. was doing everything There's no way I was going to beat Mitch out for that job I was mad But I accepted it I went to receiver because I knew I could play receiver you know, mm-hmm. And he threw me My uh, first touchdown and uh, he got me the ball several times. Um, I made several spectacular catches that laid me out, but I kept getting up and I kept going because I'm like, look, dude, I, I want this ball. I want to play. I- I'm, I'm going to mm-hmm. get open and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Because cause that high school experience yep. made me just that, that much hungrier because – I was like, well, I deserve this break to go to the Bahamas because I've been busting my butt, getting better, da-da-da-da-da. Well, maybe I did. But what did it cost
1: me in the end? You know? Well, let me put it it this way. Let me put it this way, Victor. Things happen for a reason. Oh, yeah. Okay? So you go to the the Bahamas and and the point in time in your life when you did – um, and then the following things that happened when you were in high school set you up to be a the type of person that you realize you, you, if you got to be hungry, you got to be uh, yeah. committed. So yeah. even though that you regretted what happened in high school because of maybe you didn't realize at the time, it was a blessing in disguise that set you up for future things.
2: Well, yeah, and and that's that's the way I look at it, and that's mm-hmm. why you know coaching is something I really enjoy now. I mean, physically, I can still play if I get trained, if I get a good trainer, and I, even after my surgery, because I had the same surgery, or well, mine was a little bit more evasive than uh, than uh, Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning only did two levels, I did three levels, but wow. if I get if I get the same type of training. And the same type of ability, I mean, Peyton, after, what, three years after that surgery, he was declining, yes, and it Mm -hmm. finally gave out on him his last season, the hits he took. You know, I could still play football, even at 41, but I have the desire to coach and mentor because of that, because I had to learn. A quarterback, I'm telling you, I understand why they get paid a lot of money because they have to know who's doing what at all times. And that's why I desire to be an offensive coordinator. Like, okay, I, I can design plays to, to defeat any type of coverage because as a quarterback, that's what I had to do. I had to figure out where to go with the ball even though the play was designed for this. I had to check out a plays. I had to check in the plays, da 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 So the desire... Switch from actually playing the game to coaching the game and wanting to build upon that so these players and I, used, I joked about the Dallas Cowboys at the beginning of this conversation, but it's true you got like six what what not six about three cowboys right now that are facing a four game suspension at the beginning of the year on their yep. defense yep because of recreational uh, uh, drugs or behavior that's unbecoming. You know, these guys Martinez Bryant is another guy. What is this, his third strike, his second strike? Immense talent.
1: S- second strike I think it is. Yeah.
2: Yeah, second strike. Yeah. So yeah. immense talent. Immense. Yes. But we'll see if he truly, truly learned from his, you know, year long suspension. Josh Gordon. Never mm-hmm. learned. He, he tried. He really tried, I, and it wasn't marijuana the last time. It was a substance that was banned by the NFL. But because he was already in the program, it cost him his career. Nobody wants to touch that.
1: Well, I didn't well, say it cost him a career, but he just—it's—he uh, it's, I think he's eligible to re—to um, nope, apply. He—he
2: nope. to... he got denied. I think that was a month or so. I think it was in May. He applied and got denied again. You,
1: well, listen. Listen to my. Listen to what I'm finished saying before you comment, please. Okay.
2: My bad. My bad.
1: He's this 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 um, fall. I think it's August or September. He's eligible to uh, apply for reinstatement. They they let they let him. You can re, You can apply to re, get reinstated. Um, I think just around training camp or late in the, uh, training camp, either August or September. Uh, I think it's August. So he still has a shot. Um, you know, if if he proves to whatever the NFL wants him to prove, that they they'll give him another chance. So he, yes, he got denied in March or May, whatever it was. Um, but they they put that in there that you can apply again back in the fall. So uh, he still okay. had a shot. So, uh, and speaking of quarterbacks wanting to make a comeback, I don't know if you saw this or not, but this is this is like. Really? Um, former NFL quarterback Todd Marinovich, less than one year after being arrested with drugs while naked, wants to play again and is attempting a comeback at 48. 16 years since he played for, for the Los Angeles Avengers of the Arena Football League and after rele- being released by the uh, L.A. Raiders in 93, uh, Marinovich will don the uniform of the so- SoCal Col- Coyotes of the World Developmental Football League. What's your thoughts? Forty-eight. He wants to. He he wants to play football, even whatever level level of football this is. Forty-eight, and you were saying at forty-one, uh, he wants to do it at forty-eight. Listen,
2: I mean, I can't knock the guy for his desire.
1: I mean, the thing is,
2: has he put his past behind him, and at forty-eight? has does he have the physical ability to uh to move in the pocket and read some twenty year old coming at him wanting to take his head off
1: now i don't think that was his, i don't think that was his problem i i think i think he was a bro. decent quarterback but but he had demons off the field and that 's what i think that's what yeah, the problem yeah. was
2: and well that's what i 'm saying if he defeated those demons Mm -hmm. Then he has The issue of um, His mobility And his ability to uh, Compete I think Warren Moon retired at like 43, 44 Uh, And he was still good But his mobility You know, wasn't what it was Now, the developmental League or whatever the case may be It might be like the D League Uh, So you're going to have You're going to have some people uh, that aren't quite, you know, talented out there, and you are a former Heisman Trophy winner. Um, You are a former NFL player, a former first-round pick, so you probably have an advantage over those guys even though you're 48. But what about those guys that are blocking in front of you? That's the thing. I mean, if I were Marinovich, unless he desperately needs the money, you know, uh, and who's to say how much money he's getting paid or if he's getting paid at all, I would seriously look into coaching because he knows more about the position and about the game than his body can probably produce. I have not seen a picture of him. I don't know if he's big, if he's small, if he's, uh, you know, healthy or if he's in need of of other things but at some point when do you make that change because in 12 years he'll be 60 I don't know too many 60 year olds playing football you know there might be some I don't know too many but uh, I think that it's a bad move for him to go and and any team is willing to, to put him on you know, it's it's uh, it's it's a money grab, so to speak. We're going to promote. We got Todd Novinovich, former NFL star. Da 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 da. Um, but I, I got to see what he does. Just like Colin Kaepernick, everybody's talking about. Well, give him a chance. Let's see what he can do. Yeah, why not? I, I you know why on my not. Facebook page. I, well, I posted on my Facebook page about. My team, the Skins. You know we have Colt McCoy as our backup quarterback, and Doug Williams recently said that we want to get Cousins signed. But if we don't, we have capable quarterback in Colt McCoy who can be there in the short term or long term. And when I heard that from Doug Williams, I went to Facebook and posted a message saying, um, "How about this?" Give Colin Kaepernick a camp contract. Let him compete with Colt McCoy and see if he can take that job because it's very similar to the system that he ran in San Francisco. Tight Mm -hmm. independent, not a big wide receiver uh, thing, even though he had Crabtree and Bolden, but he, he could do that. Just give them, give them a camp. And what that does is it shows the rest of the NFL, if you can play, and if you get them, you get them cheaply. And if things don't work out with cousins, you have somebody that has gone to the Super Bowl for cheap that is young. And if you're going to deal with the backlash of being uh, the Washington Redskins, which is a, a – <laughs> yeah. A, a yeah. derogatory term, and if yes, you're gonna say is. I'm not changing, I'm not changing the name for nobody. Okay, so you're you're telling me you don't want to change the name of a team that's racist, even though I love I love my team, love my team. I'll say the word because that's mm-hmm. my team. I should I shouldn't, but I do.
1: And 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 just 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 not to say that's your opinion. That's in the dictionary as being that. Correct. That's Correct. It. people. People who who uh, uh, know that name, and are on the other side. It, it, that it's just a name. It's not racist and blah 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 blah. Look up the name of uh, um, Redskin and see the definition, and you'll 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 uh, 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 get a better understanding if you don't of why that name shouldn't be there. For that team That's all I can say You know I mean Everybody else wants to go to um, Black and white Meaning print Well that's in print That's in print So Well, And,
2: and that's the thing That's the thing JT
1: It's you not know, fake news uh, Yeah
2: it's not But when you have A quarterback Sitting out there yep. That's Actually Capable You know Uh Put them on. Let them. Vince Young is complaining that you know uh, Fitzgerald or Fitzpatrick is getting a contract and playing and he can't. Well, Vince Young, there were some issues with you as far as work ethic, as far as reading and understanding defenses and stuff like that. That's why you don't have a job. But a player like Kaepernick, who's in his, like, what is he, 25, 26? He's not that old. No, he's not. He's not that old. And he's physically able to do the job and mentally able to do the job. But some people don't want to deal with the backlash. But they'll deal with the troubled players that keep getting in trouble during the off season for drugs, for uh, domestic violence, he's
1: or whatever it is they're actually, doing. He's actually 20 years old. He'll be 30 this year.
2: So, okay. cat. Yep. Okay so he'll be, be thirty this year it'll, okay
1: he'll be he'll thir- be thirty this year
2: and he still has about five or six good years in him to be honest mm-hmm. uh physically mm-hmm. so you know there's there's the the issue of that you know you're willing to take a risk on players that have uh court cases serious court cases you know or have done. You know, bad things and are coming back from that, but you're not willing to give this guy a shot. The ultimate slap in the face if a 40-year-old Todd Marinovich gets a camp contract from anybody, Mm -hmm. and Kaepernick or somebody like Kaepernick doesn't. And I only use Kaepernick because I was, you know, referring to my Facebook page uh, post that Mm -hmm. I put. It could be anybody. Mm -hmm. Yep. You know. So, to me, uh, it's difficult. It's difficult to um, to understand the way things are when uh, you have viable players and um, people that are hungry, as you put it, but for whatever reason, they're not getting on. And when you have guys that are complacent and happy with where they are, nothing wrong with that, nothing wrong with that at all but you got to continue to prove yourself all the time and prove your worth to that organization or the league all the time that's the bottom line you got to prove yourself you know one day i hope to be in the nfl as a coach owner gm whatever that's that's one of my ultimate goals once i retire from my current uh employer <laughs> but it is <laughs> You got to have that desire, and that hunger. That's all I got for you, JT.
1: Well, that's good, man. I'm, 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 I'm glad that you called in. Um, we had a good conversation, and believe it or not, man, we've had a real good, decent conversation without bantering back and forth and 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 putting each each other down. Um, and well, you I really appreciate that.
2: You put me down. Yeah. Calling me rabbit,
1: saying you, I shouldn't have told no, you, you, been you laughing at my no, no, pain. You, know, you laughed
2: at my pain when I got suplexed no. on my neck.
1: Well, no, because, because it, <laughs> I, wasn't, I, was, I was laughing at the visual picture I was putting in my head as you were explaining <laughs> to me. That's what I was laughing at, the, the irony of what you were telling me. I'm able to visualize it, and it's just like fresh out of a movie. Uh, like the uh, uh, Longest Yard. He got planted a few times because his lineman oh, yeah. decided, I'm not blocking for you. So that's the type of yeah. visual picture when I and I was laughing. I wasn't laughing at you. I was laughing at um, the whole um, scenario. Anyway, anyway, I'm glad we had this conversation, man. You can send this, uh, too, because uh, I think this was a very good hour we spent talking about um, mindsets Basically that's what we're talking about Mindsets Mental uh, preparation As well as being physically able to do um, um, Said job So With that being said uh, It's about that time It's about Time we got out of here Enjoying the rest of my And uh, yours day um, Tune in people next week Same time same bat channel 10 a.m. each standard time on a Sunday Also on Thursday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I will be holding it down with Jeff, which is the FSP Cruise Show. That's 8 p.m. Thursday night, um, every uh, every Thursday. And also, Saturday afternoon, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Vic and I will be holding it down again. We like talking to each, each other. Don't get any idea. We just like talking to <laughs> each other. <laughs> 1, p.m., 1 p.m. Saturday, Eastern Standard Time. Join us on the FSP Show. With that being said, enjoy the rest of the week. Enjoy t- today. If it's a good day, it's a good day here. Probably a good day for most parts of the co- country. And uh, we'll see you back here next week. Um, and we're out of here.
0: I am the original. Funky drummer. Check out the original. Funky drummer. This is the original. Funky drummer. Check me out, y'all. Funky funky drummer. I am the original. Funky drummer. Check out the original. Funky drummer. This is the original. Funky drummer. Check me out, y'all. Funky drummer.